Welcome to the Scale Model Podcast. In this podcast, we aim to entertain, inform, and promote the hobby of scale model kit building with interviews, reviews, and news about the hobby. The podcast is available bi-weekly where your favorite podcasts are found, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also get it from our website at scalemodelpodcast.com, where you can find show notes, photo gallery, and so much more. You can also subscribe to get notifications on all our updates, new episodes, and video content. Please support the Scale Model Podcast on Patreon. Patreon supporters enjoy early access to content and exclusive contests. Your Patreon support helps us to offset hosting and other costs to bring the podcast to you. Welcome to episode 98 of the Scale Model Podcast, sponsored by Cult TV Man, Sean's Custom Model Tools, and Return to Kit Form. I'm your host, Stuart Clark, and as always, I'm backed up by two much better individuals than myself. First of all, from the North Shore of, of Lake Erie, where wonderful and mysterious things are going on, possibly involving Barbies at some point. Yes, it's everyone's everyone's cool grandfather, Jeff Hayland. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. And that, that, that really didn't come out probably the way you'd hoped it did. Oh, I, I think it came out perfectly. <laughs> weird, thing, weird, weird things happening with Barbies. That's, uh, hmm. <laughs> We're not judging. We are not, not judging. Not at all. No, we should say he had his granddaughters down and they discovered his daughter's 90s, 90s era Barbies. So great, yeah. a great fun was had by all. And a 90s era like Miami Vice Ferrari barbie oh yeah 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 she had a bunch of cars right my wife because she collects them she recently got it's like a little uh, fiat it's a newer fiat model for the barbie oh so, nice yeah there you go i offered i i asked if i could paint it my own color and no she kind of gave me a look at that point. so apparently <laughs> it's that would devalue it instantly yeah probably well if i touch it too much it'll probably devalue it instantly right not normally but the, the, the lesson here i guess is never throw anything away yeah. yeah, shh, don't say that too loudly. <laughs> and yeah, of course, that's, that, the voice of your, that's the voice of your other guest. That's the voice of our other guest from, you know, across across uh, Lake Lake Michigan, St. Clair, you know, all that good stuff. Just west of Chicagoland. If you reach St. Louis, you've gone too far. Mr. Terry Measley, how uh, are you, sir? Good evening, gentlemen. And yes, you have gone too far if exactly. you've hit St. Louis. <laughs> so, so, so the important thing of the fans want to know what's happening with, with, with that little foster puppy. He is still with us, little Grim. He's a oh, good boy. Grim. Yeah, I love the look. We included the picture on the show notes, <laughs> and uh, yes, very, very adorable. As you say, I, Sky doesn't look impressed. I don't think Sky has ever been so tired. <laughs> well, it's just my like bike, that's, a pup. <laughs> that's a that's a good thing in my my bed. Well, they, right. I, I haven't either. They're getting me up at like five o'clock. Oh, it's like my 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 two kitties yeah, get me up yeah. at five thirty in the morning. But there we go. Well, okay, enough enough of pets. Let's get on with it. <laughs> episode episode ninety eight. I'm starting to think of stuff for two episodes from now. Episode right. one hundred. We'll see what happens. But anyway, I'm starting to think of some idea. But first of all, big shows coming up. One big show coming up. One just finished. The World Model Expo at Eindhoven in the Netherlands happened uh, last weekend, and. Uh, the modeling news was there and you know, a lot of photo galleries around, but they had a really comprehensive one. Um, Eindhoven's a huge show, very popular on the European circuit and especially for figures and dioramas. And they had an absolute ton of pictures. And again, as always, from some of these shows, I am gobsmacked, particularly at the figures. 
Um, I've been to a World Model Expo when it was here in Chicago. Yeah. And it is unlike anything. Yeah. The, the, the work there is, you know, that, that's what these people do. That's their jobs for the most part. Yep. It is commission work, and it, it, it's, it's stunning work. Absolutely eight, stunning. Eight, 800 and, 854 modelers, 4,082 yep. models. Mm-hmm. That kind of, kind of puts things into context, doesn't it? That is yep. massive. Yeah. The best in show was an 85 millimeter Eagle's last flight from Waterloo, sculpted by Lorenzo Bruno and painted by Daniel Cartacelli. Amazing work. Yeah, just just gorgeous little scene during the Napoleonic Wars. There's a couple there that I, I wanted to mention, like some of the idea, some of the lighting techniques. Um, there's one in particular with a with like a thief or something stand um, on a street you know, in the middle of the night with just lit up by the, uh, by a light. But what you don't realize is that's not an actual light. That's just the painter actually using highlights of yellow in that to look like, you know, it's being illuminated. Yeah. Point source lighting is, is Thank really you. tricky. Um, that's the word I was looking at. I was trying to remember it's the name. It's easy to do badly. Yeah. And this is not, this is an example of what to do. Just and um, you have to just start. You just have to start doing it yep. and looking at it and really looking at a scene. Yeah. The subtlety of the lighting technique on this, if you look at his boot and the mm -hmm. shadow cast by his boot and how the shadow diminishes as it goes further away yep. and it yep. gets bluer, it's brilliant. Yep. Brilliant job. Exactly. Yeah. So you yeah. look where, yeah, you, you really have to study a picture. And the best thing you do if you're doing that is, is to mock up. So get a friend to sit in a scene similar to what you're doing with the light similar to that. Take some pictures. Yeah. And 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 uh, really, really evaluate it because um, it's easy to overdo. And this one, obviously, there's there's lighting from more than one source. Yeah. So it's not just a single torch. Right. Right. But just just absolutely gorgeous. A good example. And then, you know, some of the other ones with like the hand painted tartans. <laughs> The Roman legionnaires or other, you know, Italian troops with hand-painted flags. Yeah, those aren't decals. I'll, I'll almost guarantee you they are hand-painted. The uh, symbols on that. Stuff. Yeah, the one on Napoleon is another good one. And the one of, uh, what is it, ACDC. That's pretty cool. The one with the <laughs> band playing on stage. Angus and the boys. Yeah, just, just gorgeous stuff. Okay, moving on. Uh, the week after this is released... Uh, you know, or less than seven days and three hours from when we're recording tonight on Tuesday the 12th is IPMS Nationals 2022 from La Vista, Nebraska. Uh, this year's themes modeling the arsenal of, arsenal of democracy. Um, they've apparently got the vendor tables are sold out. They're expecting a record number of kits. And uh, a few of our fellow podcasters, including those boys from Australia, are making the long trip over to uh, be, be, be there. I know there's going to be some meetups. I'm hoping they can do a couple of Facebook Lives. We'll see if we can jump in if we get some time. And also, more importantly, uh, looks like uh, Ian from IPMS Hamilton and one of our chief Mooseroo Wranglers taking some of the kit down, kits down for the Mooseroo Cup for the boys. And I know some of our Canadian contingent will be bringing back Jeff's. But more importantly, we're going to find out what it is, Jeff. Yeah, we are. Actually, it's not Ian that's going, although I'm sure he'd love to go, but it's another member oh. of IPMS. Hamilton. Oh, was it? Okay, my apologies. I thought you said Ian. Yeah, okay, he, so yeah. 
Ian's just being the chief wrangler. He's the one who wanted to find out how many how many of the podcasters were going to be at the Nats. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and apparently quite a few of them. I mean, quite unfortunately, them, um, the, guys, the guys from Just Making Conversation won't be able to be there. Uh, no. Nor will we. So Australia well, will be the only member of the Commonwealth showing up. That's right. Well, someone's, <laughs> well, you know, someone has to keep the fire going. Yes, exactly. And the tea on, you know, stuff like that. And the kettle boiling and all that. But yeah, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. The world's largest traveling hobby shop. Um, we'll be interested to see if we see see some announcements there. It's probably better for us anyway, because we'll all save money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you, you, you know if we went, even though we, we could promise. It, it has been the few times I've gone a very expensive show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And for all the right reasons, exactly. So, yeah, so hopefully uh, we'll be able to talk to some of them while they're down there. Um, again, some of the guys from our local club are going down. So we will, there will be a Canadian award from IPMS Hamilton. The Canadian contingent will represent the side quite well, I'm sure. So best wishes and good luck to all of them and all the entrants there. Okay, uh, latest, latest hobby announcements. A lot of the normal, usual suspects. From our friends at the Modeling News. Ammo, as usual, has a pile of pile of new stuff. They have a Echoes of Camelot. Camelot? Camelot? Camelot. Camelot? Or, Camelot? I thought this was interesting. This is an yeah. interesting topic. Yeah. Arthurian Legends Painting Guide, an excellent art book. Uh, figures of King Arthur and his knights. The artwork is gorgeous. It, yeah. it is. It really looks great. You know, some of the uh, some of the hand-painted flags and that. Yeah, I don't think I could I could quite do that, but you know, it looks very very cool. You're going to be able to get it for about 25 euros, hundred page hardcover, so it'll look good on the shelf too. Um, and then we have the solution box, another one, World War II Luftwaffe, the mid war aircraft. So again, the uh, their solution box consists of a, a, a fantastic reference book as well as all the various products you need for this particular subject. Um, always cool. Nice way to, if you're getting into something for the first time, good illustrations, you know, excellent how, how to guides. And again, some lift off stuff can be challenging. So like I could see this being very popular. Yeah. 78 euros. Yep. Not bad. And then, oh yeah. Cause you know, there's, there's, there's a Lancaster just out recently. Uh, you know, the uh, border models, 30-second scale is still winning its way to people. Here's a super pack, Avro Lancaster and Knight RAF Bomber Solution Set. So again, engine grime, various paints, some things to help you help you weather it. That cover picture that they're using sure looks from the a border. lot like the cover. It is. Yeah, it's like border cover picture. Yeah, I don't know how they got away with that. I'm hoping the artist gave I'm hoping the artist has been properly credited from both from both companies yeah. and then they've got of course for 14 euros and 70 uh the the paint set for the raf night bombers for their ammo acrylic for mm -hmm. all the colors colors you need although you might have to buy two mm. sets with the size of that bloody bag. Say, you need a gallon of paint not, not yeah, i might see enough left. for my boat and paul defiant though <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're, you're covered. Yeah, you're, yeah, you'll you, be all right. You're covered. See, he's making <laughs> jokes. Pardon the pun. Uh, <laughs> let's see here. Then we have the Solidarity set. Uh, gee, I don't know where this came from. Solidarity <laughs> set FGM 148 Javelin. This is the uh, manned 
loaded man shot guided anti-tank missile um they've been doing a lot of live fire in in the in the ukraine against the russian tanks and, and i'm doing quite well apparently uh proceeds from the sale are going to go directly to the humanitarian aid there's a couple of different sets uh 3d printed three missile configurations <laughs> closed immediately after launch and in flight so good fun with your dioramas you know as long as you have the russian tanker with his face going oh <laughs> All right. What else? Uh, Terror. Pretty neat. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is nice looking yeah. cast. I like and again, that. Going to a good cause. Then they have a new line of ter Terraform Premium Textures. So these are like other other companies. They got acrylic. Yeah. It's basically mud in a can. I'm sure the mud looks like something else in a can. If I, you know, but it allows you to do all sorts of texture effects in that. They've got some uh, different high, high ideas. So that's good. You've got the thin concrete, the clay. And the asphalt, beach sand, river sand, Pacific sand, wet sand, ballast. Where's the Atlantic sand, Jeff? Road <laughs> sand, concrete. Where's the Lake Erie sand? I'm I know. White That's mud. I know. <laughs> that yeah. is true. Yep. And they also are coming out with, with a range of palette knives for putting some of this stuff on, including the diamond-shaped knife, the drop-shaped knife, the flat rectangle palette knife. The small palette knife, etc. Okay, then we have the Securit Solution Center. This is similar to our good friends from uh, Sean's Custom Hobby Tools. See, 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 they're basically copying them now. Sean mm -hmm. should have a word with them. Uh, basically, it's a 3D printed stand to allow you to hold some of your bottles. Uh, so they show their decal set and fix, and uh, you know, kind of, kind of keep things from spilling because those bottles yep. tend to. Uh, Spill spill quite a bit. So another range there, eight year, oh, just under nine euros for that. So okay, I, I'm not I'm not sure that the round shape is would be as stable as Sean's. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Um, now it's got two of them together, but yeah, I, I agree. On I still base, prefer Sean's. Yeah, not that we're biased or anything, but we prefer Sean's. No, absolutely, absolutely <laughs> no not. Bias. No, no bias, bias at all. Okay, trumpeter, 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 August. Again, all sorts of wild things, different things. So we first start with an L45, a MIT 5-centimeter FLAC 41, 135th scale, uh, German anti-tank gun, or sorry, anti-aircraft. You could fire it at a tank, I suppose. Uh, basic photo etch parts and decals are included. A couple of schemes, full drive, full drive frame assembly, three photo etches. Yeah, 14 sprues. Yep, pretty nice. Yep. Then we have the PLA-9 Navy Type 55 Destroyer. This is in 1-200th. This is a yeah. beast in 1-200th. This is their one of their new stealth missile destroyers uh, being constructed for the Chinese Navy. It's a multi-mission design. Um, so, yeah, this is a brand new beast. So, again, I'm sure they got some access to it. So that's going to be, yeah, it comes with a couple of helicopters. They give the dimensions there. 906. Yeah, oh yeah, 906 millimeters. So that's almost a meter long. <laughs> 300 parts, six sprues. Yeah, that's a big beast. Two Z10 helicopters and lots of photo etch railings. So, because, you know, photo etch is your friend. I and have then, railings. On, on that point. I, yeah, I, I was going to say, I was waiting for the snort there. I, I, I spent a day adding all kinds of photo etch linkages for this trumpeter 132nd scale Corsair, which we'll talk about later when we talk about on the bench. 
and then I realized then I realized because this model I got was half built or partially built, yeah, I can't install them because the wings are already glued up. Don't. So now <laughs> I'm spending the, I'm spending this conversation clipping all the PE parts off. Because <laughs> oh, that explains the low murmuring under his breath. Oh, we'll have no to question. edit that out in post. Well, yeah. see now you, now you see why I have a photo etch. You know, Ian Ian from on the bench would be very proud of you. I was I was actually proud of myself, but the photo etch is not easy. No, it's and, not, and it, and it worked out quite well after Good. a significant amount of swearing. But uh, yeah. but then the whole thing was pointless. Mm. Oh well, well you got some practice in it, so exactly. exactly. All right, then we also hopefully have the, hopefully the Mutharu Cup entry has has PE in it. PE upon <laughs> PE upon practice. PE, and they'll giggle. Okay, <laughs> next up, one seventy second scale, the Russian nine P one one three TEL with a 9M21 rocket or a Luna M shorter range artillery rocket. This is the Frog 7 system. This is, uh, again, from Trumpeter. Uh, this was a vehicle that entered Soviet service in 65 at a range of 68 kilometers and deployed a single, a single warhead with at least six alternative payloads. Um, yeah, two of them were nukes. And, or actually, all of them were nukes. The A-22 oh. and 38 provided three yields. Dial a, dial a nuke between yeah. 3 and 20 kilotons, while the other one, the A-52, offered four yields between 5 and 200 kilotons. So <laughs> well, given that its range is only 42 miles, that's... Yeah, you don't want to dial it up to 200, I, I guess think. fire... Down fire there. and run like hell, yeah. <laughs> fire and, and forget your life. Or hope, yeah, or hope the mountain range between or something. Uh, it also carry HE submunitions and chemical warheads, including nerve gas. How how exciting. Fire downwind. Yeah, please. Please. And no eating tacos. <laughs> remember, <Yeah>. remember, friends. Always <laughs> fire downwind. <laughs> Duck and cover. Yeah, exactly. Night bunch of schemes. Again, nice, nice looking thing. Now, this is the point where I'd say this would look really good sci-fi, sci but I heard we got criticized. Well, not criticized, but commented <laughs> on from the on the bench crowd. Apparently, we're us, us Canadians, we don't criticize the bad kits enough. We're just too nice, apparently. That's what I heard. I think, actually, I think it was the dojo crowd that mentioned that. Mike and Yeah, Nate. well, I mean, to be fair, I'll, I'll, I'm not going to build this, so. No. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. But yeah. Right. But you know what? It could still be sci-fi. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. So there we go. Okay. From Trebiter's sister company, yeah. Hobby Boss. Tanks aplenty. We have a French R35 with an FCM turret and 135th scale. The French tanks are just so uniquely designed, eh? I like them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this one looks... Maybe it's the paint good. schemes, but it's I like The paint it. schemes are always I, fun. I, yeah. I do like the paint schemes. I like the little black line separating the colors. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Grand total of three decals provided with the kit. Little French flag and two serial numbers. Uh, yep. Wow. So you got some photo etch, some nice plastic sprues. Yep. And then moving on, we have the Panzer three or four with the small turret in 135th. You know, because again, if you're a tank guy, you need this to complete your collection, right? Three trial <laughs> kits. Decision was made in June 44. So, yep. This is a trial. Was dropped and only the Panzer L70 is produced. Photo etch from transparent panels. 470 parts, individual link tracks. Yeah. 
And then up we have, I think this is a paper. This is a paper Panzer. Uh, so this was the Flak Panzer V Model A. Uh, they designed this marrying a Panther hull with a fully enclosed turret mounting twin 3.7 millimeter cannon. They would give a crews a larger degree when taking on strafing fighters. The Coleon huh. would also be able to fire ground targets. You know, that almost look, looks looks like something you'd see in modern Russian service, looking at the design of that with the color choices. I you bet know. you could sci-fi this one up too, Stuart. I bet you could. I bet you could. <laughs> That would be fun. Lasers. Frickin' lasers. Lasers. Frickin' lasers. Yes. <laughs> Frickin' lasers. So, yeah, that's kind of cool from Hobby Boss. Okay. Border. Well, you know, not only are they doing uh, doing Lancasters, they're also doing, again, more controversy by doing another kit in 135th scale. This is the new B5N2 Kate. This is the dive bomber that was used uh, by the Japanese during the Second World War. Yeah, uh, they did Pearl Harbor again, thirty-fifth scale, but it looks very nicely detailed. I, I'm very interested in seeing what this thing looks like. Yeah, the CAD renders look very good, and there's apparently a reconstruction of one at the Pearl Harbor Museum. Uh, yeah, none of them survived World War II intact. Only two recovered are known to exist. Neither of them are worthy. Wow. So apparently replicas for, you know, your movies, they were made using the Canadian car and foundry Harvards. Yeah. There's a bit of a Harvard similarity in that canopy. for sure. That's what they use for Torah, Torah, Torah. Yeah. And for the zeros in that too. And those, that actually, those make pretty nice conversions. Yeah. There's some sets out there to do that. This is a nice looking kit though. Like I said, CAD renderings look nice. You got folded wings. But again, there's the usual usual people complaining, how come it's not in 132nd? Hey, be happy you're getting it in 135th. But yeah, nice I mean, looking. I guess, I guess it's, if you're a diorama builder, it, it, it Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'd be perfect. And again, they've obviously obviously put 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 the work in. Uh, it looks like it may come with a torpedo as well. I didn't realize yeah. they used them as, as a torpedo bomber as well. Uh well, I imagine yeah, they were using it for anything. Oh, probably. I just didn't realize they did. So yeah, so that's 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 kind of cool. So yeah, coming coming soon from border. Okay, and of course I had to put this one in. <laughs> the okay, Jap- go for it. Come on, Yamato, Yamato. Did I get it right? Or is you that got the it right? All right, so. From Beaver Corporation, and you know, with all the rude gestures, release the Beaver, Japanese battleship Super Yamoto, the fifty-one centimeter gun main turret there, number one. You blew it. You just blew, I blew it. it. I know. I did it on purpose. <laughs> Super Yamoto, Yamato, whatever. All right. Anyway, the bloody big, the bloody big paper ship. So, the Super Yamoto was supposed, or Yamato was supposed to be the follow-up <laughs> to the uh, one that was actually built. Uh, this was, you know, the idea was they were building these ships to supersede anything any other navies had. Mm-hmm. So when they built, you know, when they built the Yamato, they heard about the U.S. were going to come out with the Montana class. So they started working on the, they called it the A-150. Um, and this beast was going to be absolutely huge. This was going to have six 51 centimeter, 20.1 inch guns. 
Jeez. So you think, you know, the Missouri had what, 14 or 15 inch guns? 16. Uh, 16. This would have been the largest weapon yeah. carried toward any warship in the world. Yeah, Yamato had 18s. Right. So I'm sure the difference between them generationally is there's almost no comparison. Oh, yeah. So basically, uh, they did some design work. Uh, they never laid her down because just basically they decided mm -hmm. they had to vote with aircraft carriers, especially af af after Pearl Harbor. Um, but again, fascinating thing. And, you know, again, for for people who like the warships, like I know the Montana class, which was another class that was laid down but never built. Uh, you know, the kits have sold well. So this is the 72nd scale two gun of the number one turret that how it how it how it would have looked so that looks pretty cool in cadmore and that's going to be a huge beast i know our friend uh kentucky dave from plastic model mojo he wants to get one of these because he wants or one of the german ones i believe because he wants to build one of those ships had the catapult on top mm -hmm. of the turret and he's going to build the catapult and the float plane yeah um but yeah this would be an absolute beast yeah Again, these turret kits have been very popular. I so we remember we saw a few of them at uh, at uh, at Heritage Con for sale, and yeah, yeah pretty cool. They're bigger so, than you think. Oh yeah, well, seventy second scale, 35, 35 U.S. dollars. This is going to be, yeah, and this would be a very big, very big kit. So that's going to be cool. Hmm. All right, now moving on. This was an interesting one. I found two links about this, so. The, the de Havilland Hornet and the de Havilland Sea Hornet was supposed to be the next generation of the Mosquito that de Havilland worked on. And, uh, you know, really limited use, really didn't come to pass. It was kind of almost a built at the wrong time, but a gorgeous looking aircraft. Um, but apparently both, there's a rumor that one of the uh, people the owners or whatever at Katero, who's building that wonderful 32nd scale Spitfire, the X-Wing, that wing guys. One of their guys was at an IPMS New Zealand meeting and announced they might be looking at this. Nothing confirmed. They might be looking at this subject in one 32nd scale. So which would be a fairly big kit. Now, the, the other yeah. thing is at the same time over at the rumor monger at Brit Modeler, the same day they did this, someone else said, well, DB Model Kits is also looking at the subject and they've got some CAD renders there. So again, uh, more obscure subject, but I know it would be popular. And there was also rumors HPH was looking at this. Um, so again, it's it's interesting how some of the lesser known aircraft, because I think what's happening is they realize they can build them in lesser numbers. They don't have to make you know ten thousand, yeah. but they can build them in lesser numbers, make a profit, and they'll sell them. Um, that's yeah, I wonder my... what the break. I wonder what the break point is. Like from yeah, a, like how you have to make at what price point to make it worthwhile. I, I don't well, I know. Think, yeah, neither do I. I think obviously it would vary depending how much design you need to do and your manufacturing costs and all that good stuff. But yeah, exactly. You know, mm -hmm. but it'll be interesting to see. It's it's an interesting air, air, air aircraft. Um, it's one I'd like to do in seventy second scale. Um, you know, there was but, one uh, one exchange of uh, of posts in the in the links that you provided here which i thought was interesting because one guy was sort of saying yeah well they're going to sell tens and tens of these kits yeah i thought that was funny <laughs> and someone else said well maybe this is kind of like uh like um george clooney you know they'll do one super profitable movie and it's in order to be able to do five crappy ones or five, five they do yeah because uh, you know carol's going to sell through the spitfire 
Like yeah, the Spitfire Mark One's yeah. gonna go nuts, and then yeah. they have a Mark Nine, they'll have a Mark Five, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you can you can afford to go a little bit arc, more arcane. Your or you can do a passion project and yeah. a bunch of your designers yeah. like that. They've got a, a bit of demand for it. Why the hell not? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of another profitable one, uh, Airfix has announced the marking schemes for its upcoming 124 scale, all new tools, Spitfire Mark 9. Um, the one I'd absolutely love in my collection, mm -hmm. but I doubt if I'll ever have it because I have no place to put it. Um, some nice schemes here, including Johnny Johnson, famous Canadian ace. Um, now there's a little, and also the same airframe, but, uh, who flew it before him. Now there's always been some controversy. If you look at the picture I provided, you'll see the second and third one, the third one's Johnny Johnson's. And the one above is the guy that flew, flew that airframe before him. You'll see that one has the Canadian flag just below the cockpit in red and one has it in green. There's been a lot of controversy over the years about which color it truly was. So a hmm. lot of decal companies now in Airfix is going to do that. They're going to provide it in both colors. So you there was an that. opinion piece by Steve Sovey in the latest IPMS Canada. That's uh, right. Quarterly, uh, in which he goes out, does a lot, puts out down an awful lot of research, basically yep. concluding that there was never a green one. Yep. It was always red, and it was a yep. sort of a, a glitch of history that that, that yep. it got recorded as green because of the very first Airfix Spitfire kit. Yeah, quite possibly. And I know if I was to build this, if I was to get this, I would probably do Johnny Johnson's, but yeah, I would do it in the red. So yeah. it, it would be the third scheme there, but I'd put the red Canadian flag from the second scheme. But you know what? That 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 French one looks nice too. Uh, so yeah, we've basically got uh, uh, from RAF number 126 squadron in July 44 with the invasion stripes, uh, Flight Lieutenant Ian Kelty, 402 Squadron City of Winnipeg in Surrey, March 1943. And then the Wing Commander Johnny Johnson from 402 City of Winnipeg Squadron. Um, and that was in summer of 43. And then we've got a U.S. one, uh, Captain Garth Jared, Commanding Officer 309th Fighter Squadron in Italy in December of 43. And then we've got a French one in early 1945. Um yeah, that looks really nice. Apparently, it's going to be about ninety-five British pounds. Yeah. Um, they are, you know, again for that for that size kit, yeah. perfectly right there. And I've seen the CADs, and as I said, I I would, you know, love to have one. But uh, yeah, now the interesting is the French one is a clipped wing. I just realized that looking at oh, the games. Yeah, just looking at the details. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, she's a clipped wing on that one. Huh. Um, yeah, absolutely gorgeous kit. But like, where the hell would I put it? No, you know what? I'm not going to accept that any longer. That excuse is dead now. You can no longer use it. You can hang it from the bloody ceiling. I, oh, I that's done true. We're going to talk about that later. Yeah, you've done that. All right, all right. I'll, <laughs> I'll consider it. How about that? I'll consider it. No, you know, this no, could be no, your masterpiece. This could be oh, your your life. I know, world. I know. But you know what? It'd be like building that 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 you know the Hong Kong model or the uh, or the border Lancaster. You'd be so worried about screwing it up. Um, you know, oh, you see that? Nah, I know. Work I know. This, work, work on this one as a build-up to the border Lancaster. There you go. Yeah, it'd be a labor <laughs> of love. It'd be my like like retirement project. But yeah, that's you know what it's gonna. You know, I'm looking forward just to seeing what people do with it because I know there's a lot of people out there that are much more skilled than me that are do wonderful jobs on Spitfires, and I know that there's going to be quite a few, and they're just going to be bloody gorgeous. 
absolutely bloody gorgeous. Again, it's my favorite mark. So, okay. Yeah. So the next one is, I saw this one as well. Um, Trumpeter is going to be releasing. This is, again is another paper ship. This is the uh, German Navy O-class battle cruiser, Barbarossa. Uh, this was never built. But again, they are going to build it in 350th scale because it is in World of Warships. So I don't know if that's the reason they're going with it or just, again, probably high, high demand. Mm -hmm. um, not much information. It's now made it onto scale mates. One, comp, one um, place in Europe wants 131 euros on the pre-order. But again, that'll be interesting to see for, again, the naval folks. Um, yeah, I read up a little bit about it and uh, quite an interesting uh, thing. Again, it was the next category of ships like the Japanese did. The Germans had some, they were going to build bigger versions of the Bismarck, basically. Super battleships. And this was like a super battle cruiser. And they hadn't figured out that that was pointless exercise because you really needed to put your money into aircraft carriers. Well, they all did, yeah, and that's why most of these were never built or laid down. That's or, right, or or, yep. or 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 whatever. But they still exist in uh, again various war games and stuff like that. You can do some what ifs, like what if the Montana and uh, and the Yamato, Yamato, whatever, met up, or what if the Montana and the Super Bismarck met up, and you know, there's all these different scenarios. So, all right. And let's close out with what's new at Scalemates. We're just going to cover what's new because, you know, that's always more interesting. So I see Micromere is coming out with a J35 Saab Draken in 172nd. Uh, a couple of Gundams. I see this one here, Tory Factory, 112th. That's Dollhouse Schedule. Yeah. To my wife. They've got a chess, Chinese chess and go sets coming out for that scale. Um Lots of detail sets. German that can go with a, that can go with a lot of the large scale cars. You know, guys playing chess in the pits. There yeah. you go. There you go. I like this one here. <laughs> On the hood of the Lambo. I like this one here. The German camouflage Kubel wagon in North Africa. So they've taken the German Jeep and put like a very crude. It looks like a tank with a bloody piece of lumber sticking out from the barrel. Well, I wouldn't really want to get that sort of attention because if I'm at a right. Just, you know, aren't, aren't you just going to attract some bigger guns? That's right. Might attract the typhoons. Didn't they have a whole bunch of the, uh, inflatable tanks? to sort of? Yeah, that was used by the Allies in England yeah, just right. before D-Day, just to throw off where the location was. Yeah, right? exactly. It looks like it's actually supposed to be taken into combat or, you know, it's like, look, I'm a badass. And yeah, anyone with a decent set of binoculars is just going to laugh and then say, here, take it out. <laughs> Take it out just to put them out of their misery. Yeah, yeah just stop, stop the shame. Uh, a lot of, again, a lot of 116th German armor coming out. So you can now get your lights, your fire extinguishers, a stowage set for your stugs. Um, let's see, a bridge building in 135th, a mantlet for a stug in 116th, Panzerfausts, you know, a lot of good things like that. Uh, Quintus vegetables, yeah, 116th. Well, you know, it's, army's got to eat, right? Got to eat, um, yeah. And then we got, let's see, Quinta Studios has got their 148th interior 3D decals for the HE-111. Now, there's uh, a plane that would benefit from interior. Oh, yeah, printed. that's a bloody greenhouse in there, right? You need all Yeah, that. Quinta just keeps coming out with more. Oh, They're not the only ones doing it. Nope. You know what? Nope. I, I am, I am, uh, I, I am, I have made it my mission. I'm going to order one of these things, a set of these things for one of Attaboy. my next projects. Attaboy. Good stuff. Very curious to see what they, how they work. 
Yeah, no, I've heard good things about them. Uh, the TB1F1C Avenger Master Mass Set. German Gunners and Commanders in 116th. Uh, what else here? How about the Ladies of the Mekon Delta? 135th scale. Fortunately, they're basically ladies guiding a raft. It's different than what you would think at first. Get your yeah, minds out of the gutter. I'm very confused. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, what else do we have here? Vietnamese kids, bean boy, coke baby, shoe shine boy, babysitter. A lot of stuff for your dioramas in that scale. Mm -hmm. uh, what else do we have here? Let's see. The X-47 intake and exhaust set for the 172nd one. Uh, we talked about the Javelin. Oh, that's interesting. Is this a decal set? A company called Uprise is doing the black, the YF-23 Black Widow 2 and 1144, 72nd and 48th. Now, is it the decal? No, it's just the decal set. Okay, that wow. looks actually very attractive. Some interesting nice. schemes there. Yeah, let's see what else. Imperial Japanese Navy fighter pilot sets. Here you go, Jeff, on your July 9th for the 48th scale Eagle. There's a transporter cockpit corridor. There we go for the MPC kit. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. That looks good. I'm looking. I'm looking. July 9th. <laughs> first one under detail and conversion. Oh, July 9th. I missed it. Yeah, down a bit. Down a bit. Ooh, oh, like man. Yeah, there Look you go. That. Look at that. And then July 8th. How about the Mercedes? I think we talked about this. The Mercedes W196 Streamline from the 1954 French Grand Prix 124 scale. It doesn't that just look yeah. like it screams Mercedes? Back when cars looked really yeah. interesting. How about, how about the one below it? The Auto <laughs> Union LSR 1938 from Donington. Or even uh, down further, the Alfa Romeo P2 1924 French oh, Grand Prix. Wow. Yep. Yep. Or the thrust LSR yeah, above that. that. Yeah, lots of good stuff. More anti-tank missiles. Yeah, the Javelin seems to be popular. Oh, yeah, I saw this one. Arma models. This is the Arma models out in Russia. There's a different yeah. Arma models. They're producing the KA-52 in 48 and 72nd scale. That's the heli That's their attack helicopter, the Russian one. It's been getting mm -hmm. shot down a few times during yeah. uh, exercises, <laughs> shall we say, live fire. Yeah, live fire exercises in, uh, in, 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 in the Ukraine. So, yeah. Yes. All sorts of goodies there. So, yeah, that'll basically keep you out of trouble. Anyway, so that's all the what's new from our good friends at Scalemates. All right. Now we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor, Cult TV Man. Hey, they're actually going to the Nationals, and they got some really cool stuff as always coming up. So let's hear from them right now. A few updates this week from Cult TV Man. Let's start out with Cult TV Man is going to be at the IPMS Nationals in Omaha, Nebraska, from July 20th to the 23rd. You're going to find their display in the main dealer vendor's room. You go in, first door to the right, and they're right at the end there. You'll find four tables with Steve and the gang there ready to help you. It's going to be a lot of uh, cool things they're going to have there, all their normal goodies. Make sure you uh, check them out, and they're going to look, look looking forward to seeing you there. Other news, uh, they have a bit of an update from Monarch Models. Monarch Models is actually uh, local to where I am. This is an update on a long waiting uh, kit that people have been waiting for. 
the classic the fly model kit for monarch models um, they are in production right now in china and they're hoping to get them in in the fall of this year final pricing has not been set yet but they have monarchs posted several photos to their facebook page as well as a short video of the uh, model being produced so definitely uh, check that out um other news as always lots of new uh things coming in windows paint masks for the classic enterprise uh one to three fiftieths paint masks a classic bird play replacement decal um, what else? We've got the new missile set, U.S. missile set from Atlantis, as well as a new figure from Jimmy Flintstone, the 118th astronaut kit. Looks like it could be from uh, 2001. Sorry, 18th astronaut kit. So definitely worth something to check out. So as always, you can see this and plenty of other goodies at culttvmanshop.com. And make sure you tell them the Scale Model Podcast sent you. Okay, we're back. We're gonna have an interview this week. The next two weeks, we're gonna have some have some interviews. Terry's just been lining them up like you know the Tonight Show showrunner. I don't know. He's like finding these <laughs> working really, on it. Really cool guys. So I appreciate it. I'm so busy right now, and mm-hmm. I don't know whether I'm coming or going. So I do appreciate both both the work you and Jeff do. All right, what's on the bench? Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, Terry does the work. I just sit here and make stupid remarks. Well, but the odd time, you know, the color else? man. But see, but see, that's color man. Without you at the, I, without you at our monthly meetings, keeping track of people, that'd be more work for me. True, so I appreciate true. that. So that's fine. True. All right. Uh, so what's on the bench? So I got the clear coating and decaling done on the YF nineteen. I was a bit annoyed with the top coat. I was using Aquagloss, and I got the odd little pebble, pebbling. I'm really annoyed. Sanded it down, tried to get it on a little bit more, but I'm I'm really hoping the satin coat, the next gloss coat, kind of dulls it down a bit. It's done that before. Um, I was very annoyed. There was some language, believe it or not. But the decaling's done. I got a nice low vis. It's almost too low vis. You know, I'm having second thoughts. Um, if I knew how it was going to look, I might have changed my mind, but it looks badass in Canadian decals. Um, I've got the legs on. The landing gear legs were put on last night. So I just got to finish putting the uh, landing gear doors on and then I'm going to do some weathering. So another clear coat, going to try some panel lines and a satin coat and then she's going to be done. Um, I've also started work on that Arma Hobby 72nd scale Mark One Tropical um, that I got from a member at the club during the swap meet. Uh, The interior green's been painted on, started some cockpit assembly and weathering. Beautiful little gem of a kit. Uh, you know, as I, as you expect from Arma, I did get an email from Arma too. Uh, they're saying October now for the 48 scale hurricane. And again, I'm really looking forward to that one because I think they'll just do a wonderful job. All right, Mr. Jeff, you have a lot. Yeah. I've written a bit here, but, uh, yeah, I, um, a member of our club uh, passed away last year. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, in the spring, one of the other members, a friend, a good friend of his set up a sort of a. Uh, an opportunity for club members to come to his uh, house and, and buy stuff from his stash before it went to uh, the Hamilton for heritage. Right. And, um, and so I didn't get to go, but Stuart went and called me halfway through uh, and, and just sort of gradually paying his phone. I was worried about you. I, I couldn't believe you weren't there. You know, uh, well, and I, I saw was, a certain I, kid that you loved and I went, do you want me to get this for you? That's all I did. I, it's not like yeah. I was doing 
you know. You saw a Ravel, I think it was a Ravel Honest John missile carrier yeah. from the 19, yeah. like the early days of plastic. And it screamed your name. And it did. It screamed my name. So I I, I concurred with your, your judgment. But then I went on to spend a 150 bucks or something. <laughs> Is that my fault that I just happened to pan the camera around when we were on the live stream on a Facebook or a yeah, FaceTime? And, and I don't think I can there. be blamed for that. You know, and to be fair, I don't normally build armor, and Don built a lot of armor. And yeah. uh, but he also had some good playing playing kits, and one yeah, of them was one was one that he had started, which is a, an F4U4 Corsair uh, that he in one thirty second scale from Trumpeter that he had wanted to convert to a cannon armed Corsair to hmm. you know four cannons rather than six machine guns, and uh, he had. Started it and started, done a resin engine, whole resin, whole resin interior, and um, it was a pretty big conversion because you have to re reframe the whole cowl and everything. Oh really? And okay. I guess we got about a, a halfway through and and whatever stopped. So I decided I would try and finish it uh, at least to his standard. He was a very good modeler and um, he attempted stuff on this that I would never have attempted. So I'm I'm in the midst of you know. Trying to put this together, it, 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 it's interesting. If you ever get a chance to to try and finish a kit that somebody else started, it's a worthwhile exercise because mm-hmm. you, you, it's a bit of detective work. You have to go through and figure out what it was they were trying to achieve. Was there a color marking that they were particularly going for? So he didn't have any, you know, specific uh, alternative decals for it. Um, was he going to pose the wings open or closed? I finally concluded closed. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of interesting questions, but. Um, I end up uh, continuing still working on this and uh, plugging away at it, and I'm actually kind of enjoying it. Although, as I mentioned earlier, I spent a good two days making all the little PE linkages for the ailerons and the flaps, so everything could drop. And then I realized that none of them will go in because Don had already oh, wings closed. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? You had the practice. If you build another 30-second Corsair, it means there you're you ready go. to go. You see, you saved the stuff. Just means it's you have weird, to get another. It's an interesting kit. I mean, the, the moldings are really quite good. The, the detail is great. Um, but like the engine, if I'm following the instructions to make the, and I've tried this about six times. I've tried because I already have the resin engine that, that Don had started on, uh, and it's quite good. I'm going to use that. But the other one, I, I, I thought I'd try and build it just to have a 132nd scale Pratt & Whitney mm-hmm. R2800 in my collection. Right. And it just doesn't look right. I mean, it, the kit... Putting it together the way they tell you to put it together, the the banks, uh, the banks of of, of um, what do you call it? The, not pistons, but the cylinders. Yeah, cylinders. The They're banks pistons. of cylinders are too far apart. They, they need they need to be almost nested right together in a way that makes it almost impossible to figure out how it works. Are they too? They're too skinny. Oh no, the banks are too far apart. Yeah, they're too far apart. There's a, like a there's like a thing in the middle that stops them from getting close enough. Oh, and okay. that's what it's supposed to do because the exhaust manifolds are molded to go exactly that far. So it's the yeah. weirdest, weirdest you'll thing. Have to check, you'll have to check some reviews of that old trumpeter kit, see if anyone had any comments. Like go to Scalemates, yeah. check the build logs. Yeah, I built, a, commentary about that. I built one of trumpeter's 30-second scale uh, P47s years ago. Um, it's one of my father-in-law units, father-in-law's unit planes. Um and that engine was really nice. Yeah. So. Well, the engine is really nice, but it just it looks odd. And it could I, I be, maybe, the engine that I'm working with 
the other thing too, going online and finding research for this particular cannon arm variant, I found it very hard to find uh, a lot of good good pictures. Right. Most of them were for the uh, the uh, F4U1, you know, gorgeous plane, but mm -hmm. this one had a much bigger engine in it, and I'm wondering if that was the difference. Maybe there was a difference. Anyway, was it? I'm doing more research, trying to figure it out. I've even joined the Corsair Facebook group just to see if anybody there knows, but that's mostly Corsairs of a modern vintage who are yeah. I'll have to I'll have to look through any of my reference files and see if there's anything and, and send it on to you. Maybe if there's you do, something there. that'd be, Yeah. That'd be great. I've got a couple that I've been working with, a uh, couple of books, um, old reference books, but um, not much uh, not much easier. Yeah, I think you're on the internet. There's probably something that is huge. Like Scalemates mm -hmm. has a whole bunch of walkarounds, which have mm -hmm. actually been quite useful. Okay. Um I wonder if anyway. there's any, I wonder, um, yeah, because the only, I built a 30-second scale one, but it was the old, old, old Ravel from the TV yeah. show, from Baba oh, Black yeah. Thief, and yeah, that's like, no, no, that's that not much. I might have an Osprey one on modeling the Corsair. Maybe that might be helpful. We'll see what but we I, I would I would recommend this kit, um, albeit it's been so heavily modified <laughs> that uh, the actual original kit was great, and, and all the modifications are amazing, but it's really putting me to the limits of my skill set right now. So, mm -hmm. so, so who used the cannon variant? Was the what did the Americans in the Korean War mm -hmm. or did the Brits? Americans or? Had it, the French, the French used it. It was a Korean War um, modification. Okay. So it was near the end of the Corsair's life cycle. I imagine when these things fired, the plane basically just stopped in the air. <laughs> right. Was that an FRU five or for you? That was the four, right? It was FRU four B. Uh, D uh, five and an A AU seven, I think it is. Like, yeah. There's one for France and one for Australia. Hmm. And and uh, quite a few. So the, the actual plane itself, the number, the the lettering or the the designations, the same plane could have three or four different designations. Hmm. In this particular right. scenario. Interesting. Anyway, interesting times. Well, you'll and, have to uh, send some pictures, and uh, I'm sure it will be great when it's done. You always do a good job, so. Well, I'm, I'm hoping to. I'm, I'm wrestling. This, the, the, what this is forcing me to do is get more comfortable with CA, which has always been a bit of a bugaboo for me. Mm -hmm. I've put my fingertips together twice so far. Thank God for Debonder. <laughs> <laughs> and more, more importantly, you didn't have to ask Lynn for help because, you know, you'll never... You'll, you'll never be allowed to forget it if you glue your fingers. That's, that, that, that is not going to happen, so don't worry about no. that. a boy. Atta boy. <laughs> I know. We've all been there and kind of like, do I tell or do I ask for help? Or you go, no. Well, and the, other thing, the other thing I have been doing, now it isn't actually assembling anything, but it's trying to right. create a kit from that James Bond Aston Martin DB5. Yes. Yeah, you had it in the brake fluid or something. It has been in, it has been in the, I pulled it out today. This is the, this Finally, everything is clean. All the paint layers are gone. Right. So, uh, so it's, it's uh, now I just need to figure out how to do a couple, of, how to build some new parts that are missing. Uh, but otherwise, Excellent. it's uh, ready to go. Good. Well, I did. I I found some reference. So I'm going to send you guys an email with that. Maybe there'll be something there to help. Um, Thank you. We'll see what happens. Alrighty. So yeah. So other than that, you're you're doing well. Like I said, we were talking about Barbie's sister. You had the grandchildren over, so you were being the cool, yeah. the cool grandma. That's all. My, my granddaughters from the East Coast uh, came to visit, and they're they're still here. They're here for about a month while my daughter is right. doing this this um, wow. uh, 
specialized program with U of T, Harvard, and UCLA. That's and, good. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad your kids are all smart. They obviously got their brains from their mother, obviously. Yeah, they didn't get it from me, that's for sure. So. Well, you know, there you go. Now, the other thing is, you were the cool grandfather to uh, your grandsons. Yes. yes Talk I about finally, this. This is awesome. I did, Well, the last, uh, last show, 90, episode 97, uh, my my on the bench thing was that I didn't have a lot of time, but I had resurrected a couple of kits from the shelf of uh, despair and uh, mm-hmm. finished them to a standard that could be judged from the ceiling. And <laughs> that's where they are. They are the ceiling. They should do contests like that. They should do a category like that. I think they should. Because I would. I do well. They look great. It's the it's a one forty eight SR seventy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from the last century that is now hanging on my grandson's ceiling and he loves it. And then the other is a 172 Matchbox slash Airfix uh, Vulcan with the old uh, the old molding, where okay. I, I gutted the interior and did a scratch built Bombay for it. And now mm-hmm. it's hanging from my other grandson's ceiling and uh, just down the hall. And they both pronounce them to be cool. So I'm very there. You go. That's <laughs> That's all you need. Seal of approval, my friend. Seal of approval. Yeah. And it gets them out of my display cabinet and so I've got, for more kits. And you got them off the off the shelf of despair. So Yes, the shelf of that's, despair. Everything is everything is despair now. I know. Well, you know, like I said, when I started working on that hurricane, I did kind of have a passing glance to my shelf of despair, and I really should have done something there, but maybe next time. Maybe next I time. think I think ceiling hangers is the way to go. Yeah, you know what? Think... It, it was the weirdest thing. I was doing it. Uh, I, they were playing Super Mario on the on the whatever it is, whatever system they're using. Yeah, and I'm in the background doing the fishing line and tying it all up. And once I showed them how, that it was flying, they just dropped those controllers like that. Awesome! Look at that! <laughs> Look at that! That's yeah. that's almost worthy of an article for for RT or something. There you go. You know, because we got the old grandpas yeah. complaining about getting the kids away from the screens. It worked. It worked yes. for about five seconds, but then that's you know. hey, that's fine. That's five seconds. They didn't yeah, have it before. All right, so Terry, I know you've been working on your uh, gardens and that. You sent us some pictures of the gardens. They're looking good. Yeah, things are moving along. It's midsummer now, so right. Yeah, got that. Spend some time out in the prairies a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything slows down for me in the in the shop here a little bit in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if it is if it is too hot, then I spend some time inside. That over the weekends, last couple of weekends, has been watching Stranger Things and working on models, which means mm-hmm. very slowly working on models while I'm watching the television. <laughs> but um, I did. Since I had spent so much time cleaning up the bits and pieces of uh, Randy Cooper's Hammerhead Corvette, mm-hmm. brought that back out because I know I had to start the epoxy putty uh, filling voids and bubbles and such from casting artifacts. And that's what I was doing, filling voids and bubbles and, and, and cutting things up and trying to make it look good. And I've got a lot of work to do. Uh, it's going to be nice too when it's done. It, it will. Point. I know how I want to paint this thing, and it's not yeah. going to be on screen look. But I like the yellow; it was great. But that's not what I'm doing. Cool. Um, the Camelon ships mm-hmm. still are they're in they're out there in the um, paint booth, staying clean. I got to come in. I got to bring them in and start doing some just finishing work on them and get them done. Yep. Yeah, we'll get done. 
It's like anything yeah. else. As you say, yeah, summer slows us down down as well. So, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I did notice that uh, we were talking about you know props and that. That remember we talked a couple of weeks ago about the um, the X wing prop. Uh, there was a couple more props that were up at that auction. So there is a stormtrooper helmet and a blaster used in the original production. Yeah. Uh, they're up. So the helmet, the opening bid, because this is one of the helmets that they can verify was used on set in 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 North Africa. So it's one of seven, I believe, or no, sorry, one of six. Um, and it's only one of two that are in private hands. So the opening bid for this helm helmet is three hundred thousand. Um, and if you want the Stormtrooper Blaster, uh, the opening bid is $35,000. Um, so I'm going to throw that link up as well from Boeing from, uh, Boing, Boing. And that was, again, quite, quite fascinating where they talk about how they, uh, you know, verify that what it is and, and all that. So, yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be under the things we've seen. But we're going to talk about that in a second. I just, I just remembered when you were mentioning that. So I thought, yeah, that would be a good thing. Yeah, that's... Yeah, but in the meantime, let's quickly share uh, the latest from Sean's Custom Hobby Tools. So here we go. Now we're going to talk a bit about Sean's Custom Model Tools, one of our other sponsors of the Scale Model Podcast. Some very cool things, both 3D printed and the Goodman Super Sanding Blocks. Let's start with the Microset and Microsole Decal Set Bottle Stand. This is... Uh, purposely designed for the microscale set and sole. Uh, most modelers over the years, they've tipped these bottles over. So uh, this is a very handy thing. At $14.95, you can uh, put them both together. They're printed in blue and red for easy identification. Comes with a black base, and they actually have little magnets on it, so it helps keep them in place. Definitely a good deal. I use mine all the time, and I can well recommend them. Let's talk a bit about those Goodman Model Super Sanding Blocks, namely the Value Pack Combo for $28.99. You get the 80 grit, 180 grit, 220, 320, 400, and 600. Uh, just an amazing set, uh, just what you need. And you can also, uh, if you want, you can also get a, a sanding Super Sanding Block stand for it which also uh, really makes life a little bit easier, helps helps things keep it organized. The other thing too is they have, they have the awesome model tape dispenser for uh, your various tapes. It's basically a 3D printed thing. You put spools of your tapes, it's got a little razor blade to help uh, cut it and it's a uh, really, really good design. Uh, so yeah, works out really well and yours for $19.95. So check out these and other amazing deals at SeansCustomModelTools.com and uh, also on Facebook and tell them that the Scale Model Podcast sent you. Okay, things we've seen. Uh, other than that boing boing thing I just think I threw up, I think this is all this is all Terry. Yeah, yeah, something ahead, I got. Uh, so, um, a very very nice looking book on the Mitsubishi Fabs, um, w of which you know there's there's nice kits now. Mm -hmm. um, this looks really good. This this plane was was a groundbreaker for range and speed and uh, mm -hmm. the, uh, Kamikaze flight from China, well I think mainland Japan all the way to London. Uh, so sort of the same sort of thing we were doing you know, here they were doing in Asia um, mm -hmm. and it became a good uh, 
kind of a command and control ship, a, a, a scout bomber, all kinds of stuff. This looks really good. I'll have to pick this up. Um, Hobby Link International is running their, uh, they've announced their fi- sci-fi fantasy Halloween build and remind us that as of recording, there are 111 days till Halloween. <laughs> Get your candy now. So we'll see what they do there. Uh, one thing that did catch my eye um, from the Kitlinks newsletter was HS models have a whole bunch of 350th scale accessories. Yeah. Yes. For modern and World War II and other periods, probably, including like the any aircraft batteries, yep. a whole slew of them. These are 3D printed with photo etch bits. So that's probably yep. ring sights and such. Yeah. It would be common uh, between them. But, you know, quad Bofors, pom poms, all this stuff, and helicopters yeah. and aircraft. And it looks great. I've yep. got some little, little um, 350 scale support ships that. I, I'm going to see if I can't uh, replace some of the resin casting, which isn't great on them with some of this sort of stuff. And that might be enough yeah. to get me to actually pull these out and finish them up because really it was all that, the little stuff that was making that's it. That's me as well. And that's why that's the only reason I'll look at some of the one three fifty stuff. I've got that Fletcher and I've got a couple of battleships now. And uh, yeah, you can get, you know, instead of having to put 20 parts of resin together, for a, a Bofurs or an Orlikan, it's like yeah. two pieces now. Yeah, yeah, that'll make me actually maybe consider building it. Um, how, many quad, how many quad Bofurs would you have on a Destroyer or on a Fletcher class? Yeah. Well, I don't, not that many, but on the battleships, you'd have a few more. Like I've got the Missouri. I was say, on the battleships, oh, you'd, yeah. be, you'd be spending yeah. more than the price of the kit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll or, have to have or, a look because, yeah, because or the aircraft Fletcher, carriers and such, they're yeah. just tons of them. Yeah, yeah, the Fletcher, the photo etch set has quite a few. Um, but again, even if it saves me a bit of time, you know, that's that thing where people say, oh, you're cheating. No, you're not. If it's, no. if you're enjoying it and you can get the kit done without that piece of hassle, so be it. Now, if you like it's our good your friend, hobby for crying out loud. Exactly. If you enjoy doing it, more power to it because people do an yeah. amazing job. Don't and people will still do bad jobs with good 3D printed stuff. So, you know, exactly. there's yeah. still skill. <laughs> yeah, but it's 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 pretty cool to see when you. I remember a couple of years back at our local club meeting, someone had, it might have been the dual forties, uh, similar concept, and we were just blown away. Just yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So they've got all of those there. It's I'm gonna have to do some looking. Um, it's fascinating this work being done now. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to have a look as well. Yeah, it's just just absolutely amazing. I know when I got that Fletcher kit, I had a quick look at Scale Maze to see what was available for accessories, and there mm-hmm. was there was quite a bit. Now you still don't have obviously rails; they can't quite do rails in resin yet, at least not that I've seen. Um, but I think yeah, I could deal with quite the strength of the of the media. Yeah. I mean, yeah. rails in Photo Etch—that's about as good as you're gonna get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's like when you see some of the guns and the radar mass and that, they're like, I remember one, like the Orlikan had seven parts. This is in 350. It had seven parts, mm-hmm. different parts you had to fold and assemble. And you're dealing with like 20 or 30 of these. Like, uh, no. <laughs> I would be on my deathbed. It's like, what happened? Oh, we had a heart attack. Another one will yeah. fold in order Orlikan. But yeah, Kit Links, they do some nice stuff. We've yeah, I mean, it's, before, I'm on yeah, a few uh, retailers' um, uh, email blasts, and it's always fun to see what's out. Right. And what else do you have here? Okay, the um, we spoke earlier about the deception units, um, the yes. inflatable tanks and such. Yes. And uh, 
Advertised fairly heavily here in the Chicago area is the Illinois Holocaust Museum's exhibit on the Ghost Army. So I presume this is a, a traveling exhibit that, they, right. that they're offering. Um, and these are the guys that set up speakers in the woods to think, make the Germans think there were convoys. They uh, yep. put out inflatable vehicles to make Germans think they were, you know, they're, they, they caught a glimpse of an armored convoy that didn't get under the trees fast enough, all this kind of stuff. So they, it's, there's, there's been some good um, reporting on this um, on podcasts and such. And these guys were, they were artists and right. recording art, artists and all this. And they, they wanted to find a way to serve. You know, they weren't necessarily looking to become soldiers. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of these guys, the artists and some of them, you know, the army wouldn't have them anyway. But then they, you know, smart people find smart ways. And the Brits were great at this too. Finding a use for it, whether it is, you know, morale or it is actively like this, you know, setting up speakers on trucks and making yeah. it seem like <laughs> there was whole armored units. That's awesome. And all it, all it takes is the word to get back. Then you move and you do it somewhere else. Yep, exactly. And just exactly. to make it seem like there was something going on. And, and that extended to... Um, you know, the invasions at D-Day to, to make them think that we were doing it somewhere else. And it takes a dedication. A well, dedicated a lot of people know that, that, you know, Patton was in charge of that, quote unquote, force, you know, because mm -hmm. they, they knew the Germans respected him and they kept an eye on him. So, you know, uh, even though Patton was annoyed about it, they put they put him in charge of this army by, you yeah. know. By, by by Dover because they thought they'd go go across there. So right, and you yeah. see the value to that, and it's like, yeah, of course they're going to keep an eye on me. So let's make it count. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So I, that's something we're going to have to carve some time out here and, and head over yeah, to Skokie. Yeah, that'll be and, worth, worth checking out. I yeah, think that'd be wild. Yeah, maybe it will come here one day. That'd be kind of yeah. Like it's got to be a traveling exhibit, so keep yeah, your eyes open. So yeah, keep, okay. Very very cool. So that is about it this time. Um, as I said, we're in the middle of the summer doldrums where we're all very busy doing our thing. But again, some big shows coming up. So we're looking forward to uh, hearing all the reports and all the news about that. Um, as always, don't forget to check out our good friends, Brett and Chrissy at Return to Kit Form. Uh, that YF-19 I'm building is, is from their store. Mm -hmm. All sorts of all things Macross, very cool things. Wonderful, wonderful aircraft. I want to build another one. Another yes. YF can do something different. I love the YF nineteen. It just looks it positively 19. evil. When I did it in uh when I had the black primer on, it looked totally evil on its own. I almost want to do a stealth. Well, or, or borrow from of those from the uh the British sort of black schemes that they have on some of yeah. their trainers and such. Exactly. Actually, that's, that's a hell of an idea for one of the trainer versions. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. It's so yeah, all, sorts of, all um, sorts of things. Yeah. You have an S V fifty one in your collection? Not yet. <laughs> so, yeah, be a, that'd be that's a, a beast that'd be a good candidate <laughs> for that well again i just can't get over how how big the kid is in uh -huh. 172nd and, and they make a 148th but again that's bigger than an f14 i wouldn't be able to put it anywhere yeah i built one of those when i was home for a month with a broken ankle that's that was my project you'd break you'd break the other ankle trying to haul it anywhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> So there we go. But yeah, so no, other than that, there we go. So anyone else have any uh, last quips or anything like that, Mr. Jeff, from the no, land of PhotoWatch? No Nothing no from the land of PhotoWatch? But remember, PhotoWatch is your friend, right? I, I am so sick of um, 
<laughs> yeah, see, I was going to use a word I probably can't use there. Yeah, that's all right. Well. That's but, all right. Um, I, I've got all the tools now. I learned a lot. I did it, it, what I wound up doing. I was awesome. pleased with until I had to tear it all out. And yeah. so that, I know that sucks. <laughs> Been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Um, but you know what? That's the perfect excuse now. If you ever see a good deal on another 132nd Corsair, you know, now you, you. Got, now you got photo etch flaps for it and everything. And I, that's just a nice looking plane. There's something about the gullwing. It is. It is. It's a I beast just, of a plane. Gorgeous kit. I'm surprised I haven't built one since. I got I built the 48th Tamiya one, which is, you know, you know, you want to talk about shake and bake. That kit is. Um, yeah. But I, I haven't got a 72nd scale one in the yeah, sky. A friend so of mine backdated with the, I think the Tamiya kit to the prototype where the the cockpit was farther forward. Right. Yeah, if I remember right. Yeah, he backdated that and he did a pretty nice job with it. That would be a challenge. Yeah, it's an interesting aircraft. A lot of history, a lot of history behind it. All right. Yeah. Anything else from you, Terry? No. No, nothing else. Okay. <laughs> no, that's okay. We're like I say, it's summertime. We're keeping busy. I'm hoping to have some more time to actually get some time on the bench. We had a busy week up here in uh in Canada at work and major internet outages and all sorts of fun stuff. But yep. yeah, I'm working on phones one more week and then I'm back to the hospital for all right. five or six weeks. So I have to like work for a living again. So that's fine. Yeah, you, you, know what? That. you have to explain that so that people know that you work at the hospital. You're yeah, not yeah I work. Sorry, I'm not going. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I work IT there. So we do three, three weeks on phones, three weeks in the field. So I'm covering for another person as well for another shift. So that's fine. But you know what? I enjoy it because, you know, as, as, as we joke, we normally spend three weeks on phones where we get kind of lonely. And then we spend three weeks in the hospital. Then we get sick of people and we're quite happy to be back on phones. Yeah. <laughs> there you and go. How hard is it to just constantly say, have you tried turning it off and on again? I mean, oh, really. that's, you know, I, but see, I, I, I have fun with it, you know, and, and most of them are getting trained to it now. You know, re, re, you know, we say people mock us for it, but that and check your cables. <laughs> 80%, I'm sure, can be solved that way. But well, anyway. The, the IT crowd is one of my all-time favorite TVs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, there was a grant of, uh, you know, a uh, some some truth to it. All righty. So, as always, for more modeling podcast goodness, uh, we have a site that lists all our good friends and other podcasts at modelpodcast.com. Check that out if you haven't already. We're also on, you know, the Facebooks, the YouTubes, and of course our very own website, because where else, what other modeling podcast websites will have pictures of not only models, but, you know, cute pets. I'm just, you know, going yes. to point that out as well, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. So we're hoping to, hoping this time we'll see some pictures of, uh, you'll see some pictures of the YF-19 and the hurricane. Maybe, may, maybe Jeff can steal himself up and take some pictures of that photo etch. Oh, yeah. The pile of photo etch that's on his desk. The pile of photo etch. (laughs) And, you know, that, of of, of course, uh, Randy Cooper's Hammerhead Corvette. I'll take a picture of the bin. That'd be (laughs) awesome. That's going to look great when it's done. So, all right. So, for episode 98 of the Scale Model Podcast, my name is Stuart Clark. My name is Jeff Hyland. And I'm Terry Measley reminding you to beat the heat and build a model. See, there you go. In other words, do as I say, not as I do, right? Oh, so much service brought to you by. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you and be well.